Good morning, everyone. There will be no severe beatings. However, you have to listen to me, so, or take a nap. Our first reading from the Book of Wisdom was written about a century before the birth of Jesus by a faithful Jew living in Egypt. His purpose was to bolster the faith of his fellow Jews living in a world indifferent and hostile to their beliefs. The writer is telling of the mercy of God that protected the chosen people throughout their history and especially during their time of enslavement in Egypt. The author goes over these events in great detail. The verses today say that while the angel of the Lord was striking down the Egyptians, the Hebrews were both offering sacrifice to the Lord and eating the meat of the lamb to fortify themselves for their escape. That night was the first Passover. Like those Jewish slaves in Egypt, we too have been called to cling to hope of a future that may seem uncertain, and we too are expected to be steadfast in our faith. The second reading is taken from the end of the letter to the Hebrews. It contains a definition of religious faith. Faith is the realization of what is hoped for and the evidence things not seen. Like our first reading, the letter of the Hebrews is trying to increase the faith of the Jewish Christians by appealing to their ancestors who believed in the promise yet to be fulfilled. The chief example of a strong faith is found in their patriarch, Abraham. Abraham heard the voice of God summoning him to a different land where God promised to grant him many descendants. By faith, Abraham left his homeland, accepted God's promise that his descendants would, be, would form a great nation and was willing to sacrifice his son Isaac at God's command. Despite obstacles and setbacks, Abraham stayed obedient, for he thought that the one who had made for our preparation for the second coming of Christ. All three of the synoptic gospels keep watch with careful attention. This passage is a collection of short parables in which the chief characters are the master, representing the risen Christ, and his servants, Jesus' follow Jesus's followers. According to the fathers of the church, Jesus' words in the passage have two senses. The narrow sense, the words referred to in the second coming, is the second coming, but in a broader sense, they refer to the time of our own death. That is when God will call us to meet him and to give an account of our lives on earth. Since the timing of these events is unknown to us, our attitude as Jesus' followers is to be ever ready. In the first part of the, today's gospel, Jesus tells us what our real treasure should be and how we can keep it. The treasure God's offers is far greater in value and is more secure than any earthly treasure. But it is possible for us to lose that treasure if we do not guard it carefully. The treasure is the relationship with God that the Lord offers us in his promise of eternal life. This treasure can be stolen by Satan or lost 
by lack of concern in the midst of many temptations. Jesus gives, two, gives us two actions to explain the nature of the vigilance required of us. We must be ready for action to tighten our belts and trim our lamps. The lamp of Jesus' time was a cotton-like material for a wick floating in a vessel of oil. The wick had to be kept trimmed at all times and the lamp replenished with oil, otherwise the light will go out. What Jesus teaches us through these actions is that our relationship with God, the Father, must be constantly replenished by prayer, our sacramental life, our reading of holy scriptures, and our acts of charity. Since the Lord is committed to us in an unbreakable covenant of love and fidelity, we must respond with equal commitment, no matter how difficult it may be. In his love for us, God always gives us the grace and strength to remain faithful, and he will reward our faithfulness. In the second part of the gospel, Jesus tells his followers to be steadfast in their faith and ever vigilant. A trustworthy servant of a master could be entrusted with the management of the household. In Jesus' day, all those stewards were slaves. They had the power to manage their master's affairs. A trust, trusted steward ran his master's house and administered to his estate. When the master was not at home, the steward was ever vigilant. He was always prepared for his master's return. These parables are addressed to all believers to encourage preparedness. We must be vigilant like the servant in the parable waiting for his master's unexpected return or like the wise homeowner who was prepared for the unexpected break-in of a thief. Since the time of Christ's second coming and our death are uncertain, we too must be ever ready to meet our Lord at any moment. He should find us carrying out our task of love, mercy, and service, rather than leaving things undone or half done. He should also find us at peace with God, ourselves, and with our neighbor. Jesus then presents the parable of the unwise steward as a warning to us. The unwise steward made two mistakes. He said, I will do what I like while my master is away. Like him, we often forget that the Lord is always with us and that we will be accountable to him on the day of reckoning. Misuse of a position of one's own for one's own advantage or the abuse of others will bring about severe punishment. For returning, the Lord will place the servant with the unfaithful. The servant's second mistake is to believe, I have plenty of time to put things right before my master returns. Nothing is as fatal to an accomplishment of a task as procrastination. Jesus also warns us that knowledge and privilege bring responsibility with them. Today, looking back on 2,000 years of Christian history, we find it difficult to accept Christ's coming during our lifetime, but we will surely meet him at our death. One of the best means of remaining alert is prayer, and the most important element of prayer is listening. 
we could set aside a quiet time every day to listen to the divine sounds of love, harmony, and peace. We need to be waiting for the Lord. Waiting for Christ's return means working for the coming of the kingdom by rendering service to others, combating poverty, and ending the hatred that divides us. We should wait for the Lord in our daily lives by learning to see Jesus in the least of our brothers and sisters. We should be prepared to serve Jesus in whatever form that may be. What we discover in serving others is that God comes to us through them. <laughs>